Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. It's been a few weeks, um, but I'm actually feeling really good. I've changed the format of my Twitter spaces a little bit, or again, X spaces. I keep calling them Twitter spaces. I probably will forever. Um, and tried to make them a little more uh, digestible in a podcast format. I've found, after all my trials and tribulations, this is kind of the way I like to communicate. Whatever, for whatever reason, spaces is kind of my jam. So um, it was really fun. We had, you know, Borat came in at the beginning of the show. It was uh, funny. We did some news with Animal. We had just a good conversation. At the end, I experimented with something that was like a quiz show format that I think I'm going to try to do more often, maybe do some contests. Uh, it was fun, people buzzing in and just being silly. So, um I also know this is a little bit long. You know, it's a couple hours. I'm going to try to keep them to like two flat for doing these uh, spaces. So I do cut it off at the end. There's more to our spaces than this. Um, but um, I realize the solution to that is just listen to this on like 1.5 speed. I don't know. I I think I speak pretty slowly anyway, so that should work out. But either way, I hope you enjoy it and uh, appreciate the support every week. And uh, have a good one. such a killer guitar song anybody who's a guitar player not that i am like i used to be but i love that song all right hey i gotta before we get started i'll probably remind people of this because this is a little uh tip about um light art spaces twitter spaces x spaces if you are on an apple phone and you pull down in the top right corner of your uh phone you know where it brings up your bluetooth menu and stuff there's a mic mode that you can change and i've realized this has kind of screwed me up a couple times so i'm on standard right now it's like you can hear crickets because i'm in my backyard and i probably told a joke whatever so you hear that but if i switch to voice isolation they should go away so let's see if you hear them hopefully you don't hear them anymore 
but uh a couple times like last week i played a song at the beginning and if you play when i try to play music if you have it in that setting you lose everything it's crazy and it just was like silent for two minutes when i went back and listened to it so just a tip if you come up switch to voice isolation because it'll drown out all the shit in the background of your of your thing but anyway so uh i'm trying to change things up a little bit this week I've been, I don't know, maybe I've personally been in a rut or whatever. I just feel like the show gets kind of, you know, sometimes it drags on or we get sidetracked. And so I want to try to keep it moving this week. And, uh, you know, Animal's going to come up here in a minute, do just do some new stuff, try to keep some articles going, that type of thing. And uh, I don't know, I'm hoping it'll be good. And I'm going to try to maybe even cut it shorter uh, I was hopeful maybe Chief would do, Chief Litecoin might come in and do, like, Litecoin after dark. I gave him access to the account, but he hasn't used it yet, so we'll see what happens. I, who knows? You know me. I might go till 2 in the morning for all I know. So, anyway, uh, you know, I said when I first posted this, I talk, I said something about, like, eternally optimistic. And uh, I was, earlier this week, I found myself really at a loss for optimism. I was, um, that Christy Lee, you know, she has me on her show every couple weeks and usually I've got something specific I want to talk about and I can tie it into Litecoin and I can try to give some sort of like, let's go type of, uh, attitude, you know, like we've got something, there's a tool, there's a, there's an out for all these problems you have here. Here's something you can start to strive for, to get away from all that. And, I got to tell you, dude, I don't know if it was just I was zapped from the weekend or what it was, but I just all day Monday was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk to this lady about. I'm not I'm not inspired by anything. And so I was like, uh, you know, sitting there trying to think of almost like forcing something like, do I want to talk about this? No, I don't really care about it. I want to talk about this. And um, I mean, how do you convey like when you are surrounded by the negativity that you're surrounded by on a daily basis, it's hard to get yourself, gear yourself up to like condense down into 10 minutes or 15 minutes or the small opportunities you have talking to people of like, this is why Bitcoin and Litecoin are so important because the amount of problems are so vast. It's like, how can you even begin to fix them? How can you begin to get the message across to people that there's something wrong here, right? And uh, there's been a lot of videos I talked about them last week, and there was a Bitcoiner who shared something literally like an hour and a half ago. And it was about, you know, it's kind of a mashup of all these people who are sitting in their cars just saying, you know, I can't, you know, the groceries I'm buying are three times what they were and just feeling like completely at a loss for what they're going to do, right? They feel hopeless. They feel like there's no way out of this kind of trap they're in. And I would say the one thing I think Bitcoiners have fundamentally gotten right is when they say something like Bitcoin fixes this, they're right. But I think the part that we've probably all missed is getting back to the beginning of like uh, teaching people that the money is broken. Like until they realize that the money is that they are using is fundamentally broken. It's, it's over. Right. 
we have it's like an addict you the first step is acceptance that you have a problem <laughs> and so it it impacts everything the fiat money system is absolutely just ravaged almost everything that we like i don't even think we can grasp how bad it is because we've we're living inside of it you know whether it's the cost of education or your health care or going out to eat or fixing something in your house or like fucking taking a trip with your family down the road because you know it's gas has gotten so expensive and and like coming to terms with the fact that this is all very broken i think is step one to getting that optimism right like if you don't you can't you can't uh defeat a problem if you don't recognize the problem and so what was good about that show on monday is i don't know if you guys watch it i don't think many people watch it but the first guest that went on her show was this lady i I will tell you to follow her. I mean, she's uh she's fiery. She's pretty she's pretty right wing. I mean, um or I would call her shit, I don't even know what to call her. She's got a lot of ideas, but Alicia Powell. So A L I C I A. Oh here, maybe I can share it up here. P O W E. So Alicia Powell show. And dude, she was on fire. And I was watched her and I was like, dude, I needed that. Like she was listen all the problems and saying like you know look you can either just be sheepish and accept these problems or you can fucking stand up and say something and fight for what you believe in you know what i mean i don't know it just it got me going and it was like it was exciting because it's it's nice to know sometimes you you may not think that you're doing much or that what you're saying matters but the reality is like it might connect with somebody right and all you can do is just try to keep moving forward and uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, it got my optimism going. I would say for me, I've, my whole life, I've always been very optimistic. Uh, it's probably to a fault that I just trust the world's going to work out. And when it doesn't, well, whatever, just move on because it was just a glitch in my matrix, I guess, so to speak. But I don't know. It was something that uh, in the, in the sea of negativity we have sometimes, it was nice to have something positive to cling on to or at least at least hopeful hopeful right well animal I, i'm i'm trying to bring you up here maybe animal's not gonna come up maybe he's chickening out <laughs> he coming up man well if animal's not gonna come up uh i don't know what's going on maybe he's gonna try desktop he's probably having a problem with desktop Oh hey, it's uh it's our friend Borat. What's going on, Borat? You know, I've been thinking about you, dude. <laughs> I mean, I you know sometimes, not all the time. Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? How is the connection? Yeah, yeah, good. Dude, I was on, you know, I was looking you up. There's some imposter out there with 300,000 followers. He's a gypsy king. Do not trust him <laughs> with your lives. <laughs> no, so uh, how are you feeling lately? Because uh, I know last time you were here, you were like, you were a little upset. You were not, you're unsure about the having. You were like, uh, 
you know, you were getting half your coins and now Litecoin's worth like half of what it was. Are you going to be all right? I'm not excited about the uh, Litecoin uh, get to the dumpy on the prices, but uh, they also reduce some... Uh, Mm, I get uh, less of the like coin. I do not like. You still get, you still get the Dogecoin? You still get the make... Dogecoin? Yes, a Dogecoin uh, is like a true friend. Always give, never hold back. Is love of the doggy. <laughs> but the uh, like coin, uh, I do not like. That's too bad, man. You still hold some or are you just... Uh... Yes. I what do you, what do, you do with it anyway? I hold it tight. Uh, I have the hand of a diamond. Do you spend? Do you spend your uh, Litecoin and Dogecoin? Mm, I collect. Uh, my sister she accepted Dogecoin for Doggy Style. It's a special promotion, <laughs> and uh, we stack it. Uh, you know. Oh, that's that's all right, man. I... And I have eight gypsies turning the ropes and. Uh, Doing the mining of the like coin, I have uh, a little plantation where gypsies uh, turn uh, push powers into a like coin. It's nice. <laughs> no, I, so it's funny. I get a lot of people in here like uh, animals from Canada. It kind of rhymed. Animals from Canada. And, you know, so I always like to look up Canadian shows and then, or Canadian news. And Tux is from Australia. He's not in here, but I look up the Australia stuff. And so I started, you know, I was paying attention to some of the Kazakhstan stuff too. There was a, I saw you have like uh, your water. You have like no water there. You're at 10%, 10% reserves or something of your normal water supply. Yes, it is uh, very bad. We receive a big portion of our water through assholes of Kyrgyzstan, and now they turn the tap. Not nice. Was that what happened? Your neighboring country cut you off? Yes. They're um, really big assholes. They're jealous of neighbors. They think their potassium is uh, greater than our potassium. It is not true. Um, <laughs> yes, now we plan... Uh, uh, covert uh, military operations. We uh, we will uh, draft uh, our war donkeys, and uh, we have three armored hogs, and uh, we will put on front lines our most furious matters-in-law. Those uh, assholes, Kyrgyzstan, will cry like little girls. Yes. <laughs> well, so what do you do in the water? How do you like? Uh, how do you like take a bath or whatever? It is not nice. It is uh, very bad to, for making a party business and to wash your car. And least important, do uh, shower and bath. Is Baglamas your neighbor? That sounds like a... Do you have a neighbor named Baglamas? That sounds like a Kazakh name. Baglamas? Uh, yes, I have a neighbor. He's not a gypsy, is he? No, he's a uh, quiet type. He's not to say much, but uh, you don't know what kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> up, guys? <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I, I don't know I what he's one, talking I got about. One of the things that was crazy is uh, they're 
a there was a family in Kazakhstan. I read I read about Kazakhstan. You don't know. I'm fascinated. Yes, like South, you're my friends. I South, I I'm gonna start calling it South Central LA, South Central Lower Asia, right? That's that's Kazakhstan. Uh there were eleven there was a family. This is sad. It's maybe sad. You might be happy. I don't know. There were eleven people who died. They drowned. An entire family drowned, even though there's no water. Yes, they find the only puddle in town, and they drown. But not to worry, they uh, be gypsies. It is not a problem. We have many. They're disposable. It's a gypsy, you know. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) I've never known any gypsies. We don't have gypsies over here. We have gypsy in the problem, economic problem, corruption, and Jew. Yeah, that sounds similar to the United States. Yes. But uh, we, <laughs> we make a great determination to receive our water back. We will go inside the Kyrgyzstan a secret and we will go and wash our assholes upstream to where they drink uh, water from our asshole being washed. And then we will drain the snack from the juicy juice. So all they will... will We'll make it pregnant. It's nice. Well, I'm glad to hear you got it handled, man. Yes. Soon they will release water. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm glad you came in. Do you you want to hang out and uh, listen to the news? It's all crypto news. news. Well, it's not, you know, I'm I'm done with the Kazakh news. What is the news from uh, your country? Well, there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, what do you What do you got, animal? I got a couple of things. It's been a busy week, actually. Is it gonna Is it gonna be? Are you gonna top uh, Borat? No, <laughs> no. Borat is a treasure, and uh, yeah, he's a treasure of the Litecoin community. I love you too. I like. He, you. Yeah, thank you. You know, he hates Litecoin, though. Oddly I enough, but he he, he does place. hold it so. In my heart, uh, for animals, it is nice. Uh-oh. My first one was a goat. Her name was uh, Drushka. I like it. Your first animal? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I mean, it's been a busy week. We had a nice pump yesterday because of the Grayscale News. And Elon News, actually, too. Um, man, it was, it was pretty, it was, I mean, look, it's, it's about their, your ETFs and, um, it was actually an interesting display of how, you know, the legal system or some, some arms of government keep others in check. Um, the judges, I think ruled correctly. They, they were rational. They said, Hey, look, you guys, you're denying this, uh, this product when it's identical to the other product with, you know, some exceptions, but like essentially the same thing. And you can't just see arbitrarily make a decision. Uh, Cause I'm, I, I know this has been going on and I never, I didn't have a chance to read the article. Um, how long ago was, I mean, how long has this lawsuit been going on? I guess, do you know? I think it's been like a year, something like that. They, they, well, the, the decision was rendered uh, to ban the ETF or to block the ETF a year ago, and so they then challenged it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Court of Appeals is, is 
paving the way for for Bitcoin exchange traded funds. There's a bunch actually um, that are going to um, come. I think what's what's the term? It's uh, they have like a deadline. I'm not sure what that refers to, but the deadline is um, September second, so Friday. A lot of them. And I can post this up in in the nest. There's a picture yeah, yeah. that Master actually tweeted. How do I do that here? Yeah, essentially, I think there's a certain, I guess that might almost be equivalent to like in law, like a speedy trial. Like they have to give you an answer at some point in time. They can't just leave you in under review for eternity. So I think it might be, I, I'm not sure though. Let's say it's a year, right? Where they have to give you a decision. So, yeah, I mean, it, I've always felt that's that's our best shot, right? Because the courts aren't going to, I mean, Congress isn't going to act in any way. And the SEC is this, it's kind of has carte blanche to do what they want because Congress won't act. And so the fact that they stepped out of line and the courts actually kept them in line, I think that's, that's good news in general, covering all sorts of different things that the courts will still stand up for. Yeah. Right. And I think it's a, it's good for how it, it paints the, I guess the image of Bitcoin, right? Like having all these ETFs, all these financial um, companies providing them, right? There's, I think there's one, two, three, four, there's like eight or nine of them that are, um, their first deadline is, or yeah, September 2nd. There's one in in October. Um, But yeah, Valkyrie, you know, you got uh, iShares, Bitwise, Vanek, Wisdom Tree, I have an ARC, they have an ARC one. I mean that's that's great. I don't think it's going to move the market much. I feel like it's like it's not going to hype or pump the price. We had the same thing in Canada. So personally, I wouldn't buy Bitcoin in an ETF unless it's in some kind of investment vehicle. I think uh, in Canada we have a TFSA, so that's a good place to put it. But otherwise, I would just buy real Bitcoin, right? Like, why would I mess with this stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, for the for what you would call the normies, I think there's a the idea like, okay, I'm doing my, like down here, I don't know if you guys have 401ks or whatever you have up there, but, you know, you can allocate a certain amount to certain funds or if you have an IRA, something like that. So you can say, if you're a low risk person and you don't like crypto, you might be like, well, I'm just going to put whatever, 5% into this ETF or maybe eventually they have like a crypto fund, you know, it's like kind of a blended, you're getting the top five or 10 coins or whatever. Um, that would that'll it'll do a couple things. One, it will stabilize the market a lot because you'll have people who, you know, with IRAs and stuff, you set it and forget it. You just go, you know, allocate five percent of every contribution every two weeks. So basically, people are constantly buying a very small amount, right? And uh, maybe you know, twenty bucks every month or something like that. But you got multiply that by millions of people. It should do a lot to stabilize things, which might, I don't know, that it, might be a deterrent for some people, you know? Yeah, it certainly, like, it, it opens up the, the well, bridges the gap between crypto and the banks and all that the products that they offer. So that's good. Um, and yeah, you're saying it's stabilized. It's, yeah, it's going to probably act as a ballast. But I mean, then again, like, 
do you think they're going to promote it and for how long until like if it, you know it tickles their fancy and at some point they can arbitrarily turn around to say like there's another president um that gets elected and they're like you know this stuff is really just being used by criminals anyways <laughs> like so let's just you know i mean i don't know i mean if i'm like so again i I'm sure you have something like that at your work, a retirement account. So the people that administer those, I don't think they really care what you buy. Like they just have a certain amount of things you're allowed to buy. Like, you know, this is in your portfolio and then they charge you a flat, a certain percentage for managing that particular, uh, whatever vehicle or whatever. So it might be like half a percent or 1%. So they, their concern is they want as much as many dollars under their management as possible. Whether it's in, I don't know, Coca-Cola stock or it's in Apple stock or it's in uh, an ETF for Bitcoin, I don't think they care. They're just, sure. they're just customers, you know? Yeah. I mean, go talk to those guys. Most financial advisors don't really, don't really have any sort of wisdom on the market. They're just, their goal is like, Hey, you, all they'll tell you is like, whatever you do, you should be involved. They don't care how you're involved. They just want to make sure your money is with them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they, and they have a script that they follow, right? They go around and saying like, oh, you high risk, low risk, r- low risk. Like what's your, how old are you? You know, like how much you make? And then they create a profile for you, which I guess is useful. But ultimately I don't trust the stock market and I don't trust banks. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, it's a non-starter for me. And I think it always has been. It's only crypto that really like kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities of there being some kind of real market. Um, well, an alternative. You know, I think, I think an alternative, the, yeah. That's the thing where, like I said, where you get, when I was saying like you get down sometimes, you got to be like, we, we should be extremely thankful that we have an alternative. Uh, yeah, there was an article about, I mean, I'll put this up on the nest about, ah, oh, shit. See, I wish you could just take it from the website and post it right to the nest, but I guess I'll put it in the comments. Uh, breathing new life into Litecoin too, which, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, some of these things, it's like they're just reacting to the market. So not not really anything that exciting, but no, it was good. I It gave me a little hint of, a little push of maybe we're going to get some more excitement again because it's been dead around here, man. Yeah, hey, the market liked it. I mean, even gold went up. So I can figure that one out. Um, but yeah, man, like, you know, Litecoin was at 65. It then touched 70 or 71 for a second. Um, of course, I mean, it, it was short. But I guess, it, you know, the monthly still looks like crap. We had a terrible August. Like, we're down like 25% or something. So. I mean, September should be better. Yeah, I sure. did not know uh, having meant uh, half a price. Yeah, ex- nice. that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, we were, you know what, we were really happy for like five months at ninety dollars. <laughs> yeah, I thought about <laughs> that too. <laughs> you know, I, I tell my kids, I'm like, like sometimes they're afraid to do anything, right? It's like, oh, they might hurt themselves, or they're afraid they're gonna, I don't know, yeah, fall off their bike or get bitten by a bug or something. And you got to like force them to do stuff because you like, you know, yeah, you do fall off your bike and you skin your knee, but then you realize like, oh, well, like I'm okay. Right. Like I'm going to get, I'll be fine. And then you're no longer afraid of it. 
And I think this you get enough of these bear markets where shit goes bad, and you're like, well, you know what? We're still fucking kicking, and we're higher than we were. Whatever in twenty twenty. It's and it's really like slowly. yeah. It's it's really like like a roller coaster, honestly, and like over time you just get used to it, and it's just okay. <laughs> like even the Marcus starts to feel like it, it's blase about the whole thing. I thought it was hilarious when you last week when you were like, "Yeah, when the price is up, I got I got a little pep in my step. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself." Isn't it true? Like mornings when I wake up and the price is up like five or ten percent, I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be a good day." <laughs> you know, like it's well, uh, a little bit for you. Like I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will mean, say the, the... News, there was some news that I wasn't super excited about that I'm hoping. Was this uh, that Robinhood? I mean, it's good and bad as a Litecoiner. Uh, so Robinhood added Bitcoin and Dogecoin as a wallet you can, I think, uh, send money out of or actually hold on the app. It's like a uh, maybe a self custody wallet. Let me look at the article here. But they didn't do Litecoin, so it's got Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Dogecoin. I was like, what? How is that possible? Let me uh, put this one up there. I mean, that, that happened like at three o'clock today or something. So very recent yeah. news. Cutting, breaking news. <laughs> Cutting edge. Let me pull it up here. What do you think that's all about? You think it's just because Doge is so popular? Well, I think they want they want more people to join their platform. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, um, we don't have Robinhood up here in Canada. We have something like similar to it but um now being able to have a, a wallet to make transactions with is pretty cool they also are doing something um with swaps uh and ethereum layer twos so i don't know like what does that mean like is what's it called is uh polygon like what are they what are they using yeah they're, they're you're able to swap optimism polygon and arbitrum as well as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin. Um, are those securities? I don't know what these things, like Arbitrum, I'm, I've never really, an Optimism, I think that's in your Polygon, I know what that is, but what are these other things over here? They're securities, aren't they? Yeah, let me see. So it says uh, added wallet support, Robinhood Markets added wallet support for Bitcoin and Dogecoin increasing the breadth of its crypto wallet beyond the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, all users of Robinhood wallet can now send and receive Bitcoin and Doge. It said its six-month-old wallet has hundreds of thousands of users spread across, across 140 countries. So it's probably not a custodial wallet. It's probably a lot like PayPal or Venmo is with the four that are on there. So you can't. It's, it's a mobile wallet, code. right? Yeah, but it's, it's still it's still custodial. I mean, they're they're yes. aware of funds. I'm sure of it. No, and it's only for iOS at this point. But they're going to be working on an Android app soon. Uh, yeah. Although you know, I went to use the Venmo thing, and the second I did it, it was like, if you want to send it off, it was the whole take your you know scan your face. You know, where are you sending this money to? Like, oh man. 
that's not an improvement, I guess, but it's good for adoption in the long term. Like it's people have to start somewhere. Yeah, Robin Hood was super like that was what spurred the Dogecoin pump, right? Like what Robin Hood was part of it. So I would love to see them at Litecoin. Um, I swear to God, if they had shit before Litecoin, I'm gonna take I'm gonna shit and like handle it. <laughs> well, that's the thing with uh, with what that's the other news. I mean, I feel like there was a lot of news in like a couple days that Twitter got their or X whatever got their uh, money transmitting license if anybody yes. knows about that well i, I mean some people say it's it is the ability to host crypto but it's more about the ability to trade on the platform and the problem is like in the states you guys need one for each state so to like yesterday he got it for new Ham- or rhode island rather but he's also got it for new hampshire missouri michigan maryland georgia and arizona like there's, so what? There's fifty of them that he needs to get if he wants to service like the United States in general. It's it's a lot easier to do that in Canada. Yeah, we're good. It's called decentralization, animal. I mean, I understand <laughs> that. We all are running our own. Uh, I guess what would these be? They would be like their own uh, soft forks, hard forks. What do you mean? These each state different states? Essential, like we have some fundamental rules that we have to follow because of the federal government, but it doesn't. I mean, we have the same. We have the same thing. We have provinces, right? Like Quebec is very different from from Ontario. Um, I mean, the rest of them are, are more or less similar. Some pay more taxes than others, but and there's like some like silly bylaws that don't mission mash all over the place. But whatever. I think Quebec is unique, and that, yeah, we have like a like a. Sec- a second layer of government, basically. Um, extra, a lot of extra government. Yeah, a lot of redundancy, <laughs> basically. Yeah, because everything's got to be doubled, right? Like we got to have everything translated in, in French, and that's where like a lot of provinces benefit from having the federal government doing stuff. In Quebec, we've got to rewrite them and redo it ourselves. Um, in French specifically, and so yeah, that's like you know we pay like a ton of taxes here, but whatever. I mean, it's a nice place. Um, it is. It's a super nice place to live. I would say, although the taxes are a bit of a pain. But if you can get over a, that, I have a Canadian question for you. Sure. So, you know, the the government's recommending two drinks a week. Did you see this? Yeah. Two- Two beers a week is the recommendation from your government. So we sh- we should drink two beers at least a week. No, that's or maximum. Most, that's the most you should be drinking. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Canada is hilarious. Because well, I heard like a wine, like a glass of wine a day was good for your heart, right? But is that so not true anymore? Some sort of study that the government did that like, um, one or more than two drinks a week increases your risk of like accidental death or whatever by like one in a thousand or something like that wow and so it, it got me thinking about like the fact you do have health care that's you know state funded right so what kind of con- controls can be put in place to like well you're not taking care of yourself so therefore we don't have to take care of you you know and could could they realistically put limitations on 
your place in line or yeah. what types of care you're allowed to get. Like you're not allowed to get a liver replacement because you've been, you've been drinking more than two drinks a week. Like what the fuck? I don't think that's a, a stretch after what we just lived through. Right. No, never mind all that stuff. Like what about the, like, you know, I'm a huge advocate for stem cells. You can't have stem cells in Canada. Bro, it's you impossible. need to have stem cells spaces. Yeah. Definitely. I think that'd be great. Man, I love stem cells. My arm's doing really well, by the way. Like it is like I'm I would say I'm ninety percent back to normal. And it's been three months. Yeah. I'm gonna wanna bring up uh Chief for a second if he's got a chance to talk. So again, reminder of everybody in here. So, uh, oh, my sister just texted me. She's listening now. Oh, shit. Now you guys know my sister's in the room. Um, she said she was in, she was in Toronto for the baseball games this weekend. The Blue Jays She said they had a 15% sales tax up there. <laughs> oh, bro. Is that for real? Do you have that kind of sales tax? Yeah, it's, it's at least 15. That has been like that my whole life. So I don't even like when I go on vacation, I'm like, wow. This is crazy. <laughs> so you pay no taxes here? Wow. I know. I'm mad uh, about I think we're at like seven and a half now. When I was growing up, it was about six. The fun, dude, the funniest nice. tax story I have is the town, the home, my hometown. In like, I probably told this before. In 1983, they passed a temporary income tax, like three quarters of a percent, to fix the roads. <laughs> Fucking 35 years later, it was still on there, and they were asking for another three-quarters of a percent to fix the roads on top of the one that they've already been collecting for 35 years. <laughs> Man, is there uh, any visibility into, like, where the money's going to? No. That's what that's what's missing, man. Like they have that in certain like Scandinavian countries where they have the budget and the plans, you know, and the country's full well, of engineers, anyways. Budget, but I mean, like, you know, how how auditable is anything like that? You know. Well, that's they have them at like the town hall. They have the, they'll have the plans on display, and anyone can go up and look at it. Well, yeah, like I'm saying, like you don't know when they go. Uh, it costs this amount to fix this road. Or that you don't know why, what's the real damage? Does it really need to be fixed? Or did somebody who works for the city go out and appraise it? Yep, we need to do this job too, right? Like, they're not going to take less money if they don't have to. No, sure, that's like capitalist, though. I mean, um, if if, if everyone's being honest and the bidding process isn't, you know, uh, corrupted, and people don't get too greedy, like, you can find a happy medium. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying we do that here in Quebec at all or in Canada. Um, we don't. We pay too much for too little and uh, whatever. Yeah, I think I posted something. This the week truth is, it's not even that bad. Pardon me. But it's something this week I was thinking about was like there was this thing about electric cars. I forget. It was somebody maybe that Peter Thiel or something was talking about. Everyone's going to be in electric cars. And to me, that's a good example of like this. Uh, the opiate, the opiate of the mass is what fiat has become, right? This like we get drawn into these wonderful things because we're like, look, you can have 
beautiful buildings and bridges and everybody can drive an electric car, but like economically, that makes no sense at all to harvest these rare metals from somewhere else on the other side of the earth to to build a whole new infrastructure doesn't make any financial sense. It wouldn't be possible without hundreds of millions of dollars of government money, right? To build something like Bitcoin or Litecoin? No, to build like an electric car network. Oh, shit, like, yeah. We're going we're gonna to electrify the U.S. and we're going to put like car charging ports all over. Yeah, because somebody was saying, I think it was Peter Thiel. He was saying like, there won't even be gas stations to go to because everyone will, no one will be buying gas anymore. And it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Like I see it happening. Would, I mean, because they're getting it's, so. It's only it's only possible because there's some enormous bucket of fabricated money to finance it. Well, that and and the economies of scale, electric motors have the potential to really reduce the cost of cars, um, and battery tech too. Like all this stuff is going to go down in price, and something like we have now that is comparable to Model Three in the future is going to cost way less than. Than what it does now, probably half or even less than that. Take a lot fewer uh, people to build a car. I can tell you that. Yeah, well, that especially like since we have additive manufacturing now, we've got like this this gigapress thing. Um, the electric motors are getting more and more compact, and more powerful, and same thing with batteries. And eventually, you'll you'll just need a, a strong structure that can like hold a bunch of power. Um. Yeah, I see it happening faster than I think most people expect. Tesla's got a huge head start. They've got, you know, a, a, an insane supercharger network. Um, you can actually own a Tesla and do road trips, and it's okay. Like, it, it'll work out if you plan it correctly. Uh, other vehicles is impossible. Like, you've seen the Ford Lightning now. It's, like, failed twice or three times during a road trip where people had to tow it back and they got Ford to, to give them a loaner. I mean, yeah, charger network does make it feasible. That's the only way that, I mean, like I've got a hybrid and the only reason why I have an electric vehicle or hybrid vehicle is because it's got a gas engine because the network's not good enough. Right. Yeah. Well, the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that maybe those things would have, kind of come to fruition naturally at some point in time but this foot on the accelerator getting there today is a lot because the government has distorted the market so like you know the $7,500 per uh, electric car that's been going on for 15 years or something right like that right how many how many hundreds of millions of dollars has essentially the government subsidized electric car companies not to mention if they're talking about putting infrastructure in. Uh, I think that's one of these parts of where the difficulty of like saying to people the money system's broken. It's hard to say that when they see some good things out of it. You know, they look at it and say like, oh, there's a brand new, yeah, brand new British schools. Like down here, at, uh, I think it was after the great financial crisis, whatever, every school, I don't know, everybody, anybody's in the U.S. can probably attest to this. Every school around me now is like state-of-the-art. They tore down a lot of old schools that were perfectly functional, 
and they wanted to give you a fancy ass looking school. Lots of glass and their computers and everything's wired and all that shit. But it's ultimately not if it was had if it had to be for, sourced by people in the community and we had to pay for that. People wouldn't have gone for that shit. They're not going to go, oh, yeah, go spend, go build a $25 million school for a bunch of fifth and sixth graders. They'd be like, no, there's a perfectly functional school. Just use it, you know? Well, who paid for it? The federal government did. Well, that's nice of them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The taxpayers paid for it. Taxpayers, okay. We're all paying for it right now when we have to go buy a, when our sales tax is 7.5%. Or the cost of everything you buy is up 100%. It's because the money's been inflated and you now, you're paying for it now. Without your, you didn't ask for it. They didn't ask you if you wanted it. They just built it. Without your permission, they're taking your money. You know? Yeah. Like back like in the inflation. Day, they would do a levy. They I mean, would do a levy. They would go, okay, we want to build this school. It's going to cost every taxpayer, whatever, 200 bucks a month for the next 10 years. And you get to vote on it. Now you don't even get to vote on it. It just happens. Hey, what's up, guys? Just a quick break in the action to remind you about the sponsor of the show, Cake Wallet. It's the official underground, ah, official wallet of the Litecoin Underground. And uh, as you guys know, they've supported the show for a long time. Um, the guys over there, Vic and Justin, are real great. And they've been doing their own spaces every week, too. So go check those out as well. But yeah, I use it all the time for my mobile wallet. You can buy and sell right inside the wallet. You can trade between Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, and more. They just added Ethereum and all the Ethereum tokens. So it's really opened things up if you're interested. What I like most about that, though, is that it's not like a wallet that a lot of these multi-coin wallets where you've got 50 coins on display and you got to try to sort through them. Everything's siloed, so if you don't have any interest in one of these other chains they start to introduce, you don't have to you don't have to do anything for it. So, I know they're going to be adding a couple assets, a couple new assets coming up. I don't want to make any announcements ahead of time, but um, continues to just add really to the coins that they see as real functional in the real world. Um, obviously, Cake Pay is coming back again soon, so pay attention to that. And um, yeah, overall, go support those guys. It's a great wallet and really a useful tool for your day-to-day -day crypto uses. All right, back to the show. It's crazy, dude. Well, anyway, we've been chatting for a while. Anybody else want to? Chief, I'm trying to get you up here. Are you? Have you gone silent all of a sudden? I was hoping you'd use my account this week. I wanted to see if it worked. Well, it's going to be quiet for a minute. So if anyone wants to come up, that's cool. So I, yeah, I got a couple. Oh, sorry, yeah, I got ahead. a couple more, more news things if you want. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Did we talk? Well, we talked about the, the, the X moves that's done. And uh, we got some other things. We got um, actually, you know what? In the last week, there's an article here from M Crypto. Um, saying that Litecoin became popular for payments. Um, and we already know this, like in the period of May, May and June, like we beat uh, Bitcoin on BitPay. In the last month, uh, yeah, Bitcoin's been beating Litecoin, but, you know, slightly. And um, that's been pretty okay. 
Yeah, what, but, what were the numbers? I, I didn't get a chance to see them. Because I know in July it was like dead even again, right? And what about August? Well, August we don't have the numbers yet, but yeah, July it's it's slightly lower. Uh, what are the numbers? Hold on. They were down a bit. Um, but you know what's really interesting? During the last... So you, you know... Uh, what's it called? Uh, these guys here... Uh, sentiment, these analytical, this analytical firm, they were able to determine that in the last week, uh, a bunch of whales kind of preempted the dump and sold a, a whole bunch of their coins. And like, you know, when the prices were still in, in the eighties. Right. Um, and that afterwards they accumulated a fuck ton. So like the addresses that store between, um, a thousand and ten thousand Litecoin increased a bunch over the last week, and the same thing for for addresses that hold between ten thousand and a hundred thousand. Um, so yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting metric to look at. You see here that like people are still accumulating. Um, yeah, it's been like it's a lot of people are are still on exchanges, I guess, and moving the market that way. I guess if anyone here did do this move. And did did sell, and buy back in, and you know if you sold, shame on you. Who are the okay. whales? Who are the whales? Who's who are the whales here <laughs> selling Bagua everything? Moss, Bagua Moss, Cloud Light, Cloud Light is uh, definitely a whale. <laughs> David Schwartz supposed, is in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Just you're supposed to be buying guys only. I mean, well, that that's one of those things. Like I said about the ETF, I think gets balanced out. Is that you know, price going up will actually decentralize ownership a bit. As as weird as that sounds, you would think a lower price would enable more people to buy. But as the price goes up, I think the bigger accounts will sell off portions, right? And that brings yeah, push the market down. Yeah. Well, I mean, just just be, just because they're in profit, right? They're just gonna relieve themselves of a few coins. It that I would love if anybody, God, I would love to have like uh, who's the maybe not chain analysis do it. I don't want to know people's names, but there's some really interesting stuff. If you go look on the, I think it's bid bid info charts. You look at the rich list, and you look at some of those large accounts and when they've been accumulating, because some of them have been, I mean, there's some that have been mining for like years. And just have never touched their coins, and they've got like a hundred and fifty thousand coins or something, like just just insane numbers. And you're like, what? Who are these people? <laughs> you know? Are they? There's the one, the famous ones. Uh, Masters talked about that are three hundred thousand each. There's like twenty six of them, something like that. Very weird. It, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what that significance is. You know, he has his theory that it, maybe it's the countries of the Euro, of the eurozone or something, which may be far fetched. But uh, like, what what other reason would these people have to put exactly three hundred thousand in a a variety of different accounts? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Do you ever go there? Sorry, yeah, the, the rich list, I haven't seen it in a while, but I didn't realize. So there's like 26 accounts with 300,000 Litecoin each. 
Yeah, so there's there's the big ones. Like you've got ones like Robin Hood and I mean they're not labeled on there, but you have to just assume. You know, they've got yeah. it, it'll show like ins and outs. So it'll show you what kind of movements they have. Yeah, your Coinbase's, Binance's, any any major exchanges are probably holding quite a bit. And then like numbers seven through thirty are a fucking ton of accounts that all have exactly three hundred thousand coins. And oh, you can look, go I mean, back you can go back and look at the history. Like how did they get there? Like it was, they came from larger accounts that somebody clearly chose to divvy them up in exactly. Right. So it's one one person, one entity, and they probably got like, look, the market cap of, of Litecoin is less than five billion. It's four point nine billion. It's kind of sad, you know. I. That's <laughs> sad. It's all right. It really is. I mean, well, <sighs> three look, years ago it was half of this. At least. We're beating SHIB, okay? Um, right, we should be in the top 10, man. I don't know what's going on. I, I guess Polygon and Polkadot, but have you heard of this Toncoin? Like, what is this Toncoin? I don't even know. But it came from, from nowhere, and that was in... Yeah, they, they released... I know that they had, like, a, a bunch of coins got added to that network. So it was... Because I looked at that. It, ran, it went from, like, 70th to 15th, like... Out of the blue. Real quick, yeah. Yeah, they added a bunch of supply. So you know the market Whatever. doesn't really pay attention to that shit. It's all good, dude. Yeah, sure, sure. But anyways, all that to say, like Litecoin is kind of like uh it's an OG in the crypto world. Everyone who's in there from the beginning remembers it and remembers its its humble beginnings. And um I listen, I guess it's an opportunity for, for whales to keep stacking, you know. Um you know who's but, great? Who's a great Litecoiner is uh, Miss Teen. Do you ever go watch yeah. her? Yeah, of course. She is of course. banging the drum for Litecoin all the time, man. Yeah. She's yeah, her. A there's a bunch of people, though. Like, okay, so yeah, Miss Teen Crypto, obviously, like, she's awesome. Uh, but even, you know, Wendy O, right? Like, and uh, Tom Crown. These people talk, you know, really positively about about Litecoin, um, and I think it's because they they understand where its value comes from. You know, they understand that it is a stable network, that it is uh, significant, um, and that there's really nothing bad to say about it. In fact, like there's a lot to be excited about it. Um, it's hard to sell that excitement. Like it's hard to sell that passion, I guess, because. It's not new. It's not shiny. It's not you know being hyped by Charlie. Charlie is the 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 worst hype man ever. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, well, yeah. so I, I saw this article because I was looking for news today, and one was like, um, it was from the having, and Alan Austin was on CoinDesk, and one of the guys asked him like, well, you know, what's what's the deal? Like, why why do you think it hasn't really performed? in the way that you hoped it would, right? Or, that, you know, why does it kind of just seem to be sitting in the background? Where's the hype, right? And Al gave a perfectly good answer, and I really was thinking about it. Like, it, it's one of those coins that there's no way to make money off of it. You know, there's no... <laughs> it just, there's it no works. incentive for promoting it, right? Like right. It works. Like, it, it yeah. works so well that there's no incentive for a business to say, like, how can I insert myself into this and make profit off of it? Well, there is no way to do that. 
you know, the only way to make money is like what CakeWall does. Like there's some swaps you can do. You can do gift cards or something. You can try to make the user experience good. But when it comes to just like buying and holding, there's no VC angle on that thing. And so the VCs are like, what VCs do, venture capitalists, their entire business model is like, throw shit against the wall. All you need is one out of like, what, 20 to hit a home run, right? So that's the game they're in. Launch a bunch of chains, see if they can catch a meme, whatever, get hot, make a bunch of money. They're They're not here to build anything or like provide any real value. No, it's just like Goldman Sachs, like during the dot-com bubble, right? Like they're just looking for their unicorns. Um, and it does only take one. I mean, if you were a Solana investor, yeah, fucking two dollar, yeah, two hundred and fifty bucks. You're like, okay, I could fail. How many? You can fail ninety nine out of a hundred, and you still came out ahead. So that's what they're out here trying to squeeze out, and that's why, like. I got a buddy who hates, I've been trying to convince him to come in and, and become the, the Litecoin rant every week. Just like bitch about, he hates Mike Novogratz. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> what, did Solana replace Litecoin on the ticker or something on CNBC? Yeah. We need, yeah. Novogratz is a jerk for that, man. <laughs> what the fuck? But, it's all, but it just happened again, whatever. And whatever, it's just a fucking ticker. It doesn't even matter. And it's just the, uh, that's the machine, right? That's somebody has takes a big stake in it and they can buy media or they can plant an article, whatever it is. They're incentivized to do it. And there's just not a lot around of that around Litecoin. I think that time will come. Somebody will see the undervalued nature of it and try to make a trade, but it's all temporary. You know? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, th- these networks aren't really even being used, right? Like, we're still early days. Um, I think Litecoin's got a good shot. I, I like what it brings to the table. The I don't. Used, the one being used right now is Tron, unbelievably. Yeah. Well, because people are just using the decks and swapping stable, stable, stable coins. coins. Oh, really? So Tether, Tether completely got out of Bitcoin. Because some Tether was on Omni, Bitcoin Omni. And some Tether is on Ethereum, and but most Tether now is on Tron. Interesting. And it's, uh, yeah, I think it's like 80% of Tether volume is on Tron. So stable coins like in South America and Asia are mostly running on Tron. Where people are actually using them. And so they use that as like a like as an exchange for one another. No, they're using it like as a dollar substitute because they can't get access to the U.S. dollar. So they'd rather yeah, they, hold U.S. dollar substitute than whatever their local currency is. And I guess that's that's the thing. Like, does UST have have a wallet that they could just use, or they just have to use the Tron wallet or the Tron their their Tron account as a wallet? I think they have to use a Tron account. So Cake Wallet had a space today. I don't know if it, I think you were in there, right? Yeah, I was in there for a bit. Um, I had to jump off though. Yeah, they were talking about they were talking about Monero and their their new miners. Well, but so uh, 
they're adding support for nano soon, which is surprising to me. Uh, BCH and Tron is their next one because they said there's just so much activity on stable coins that they feel like that's the next natural one to do. I'm trying to push them for Dogecoin. I feel like that's and I and I kind of get the sense that's probably got to be one of them. This this kind of leads into like another article that I had um, about Binance using SendCash. Uh, it's a new. It's a new product that they have for uh, Latin America, for nine Latin American countries um, that lets them kind of use, I guess, SendCash, which sends UST through their app. Um, it's pretty It's pretty wild. Like, they have this working in, well, in these countries. Was it uh, Honduras, Colombia, Argentina, Costa Rica? Basically, a wallet where you can you can tr- like transfer UST to each other, um, while at the same time they're stopping their 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 Binance uh, USD stablecoin. I mean, so they don't have a BUSD coin anymore. Well, they're they're phasing it out, and they're offering UST um, tether. Yeah, yeah. In most countries, because I think in the states that's, that's where you're having the problem with the, with the with the Binance coin. Um, I mean, they don't mind it's it's a stable coin, I guess. But one of the things that's that's also really cool is that Binance Pay has this relationship with uh, a bunch of um, Mexican companies. One of them is uh, they're a, a travel agency. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's Despegar, maybe, but uh, you can use crypto. Desposito is, (laughs) yeah, Despegar. um, They they accept cryptocurrency now. You can pay and they use Binance Pay. So I guess they'll take whatever you send to them. Um, Yeah, yeah, because the article, I sent that to you. So it's like you go up to the counter and if they've got this payment processor, Kind of like, or down here it would be, oh man, what are they called? There's like Clover Pay, and there's I'm trying to think what the big ones are, but essentially, like yeah, Square. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. And NCR, there's a couple of really major players in it, but essentially, if they're using that software slash POS system, then a QR code comes up. Yeah, and you can send any coin, right? It's not just like specific to one coin uh that was cool that's that's probably the i mean because we were talking about this a a couple months ago where we're we're trying to say like who was how do you how do you get people to use it like how do you get like if you got some some people working that you want to pay them through through litecoin how do you get it so that they can then you know use it functionally like bring it back home and then actually be able to use it without having to go through an exchange like how do you get this peer-to-peer um exchange of value going and binance looks like they're trying to do that with their send cash feature um in latin america i think yeah being able to to like exchange us dollars i don't know they're probably not going to have anything else on there besides bitcoin and maybe ethereum and litecoin hopefully so now i'm circling back is that because you know earlier i was saying like once 
I, I think that all changes animal once people understand the money's broken. Right? Once all these people are bitching about inflation and they understand why the price of things are so high, once it clicks with more people, 10% of people that, you know, I don't, I'd, I'd rather receive another form of money. If it's silver or gold or Bitcoin or Litecoin or Monero or Doge, whatever it is, I just don't want the dollar anymore. That's what's happening in these other countries, right? That's why they want stable coins because they're like, my local currency sucks. And the question is, does it ever get to a point where in the U.S. people start going, you know what, or in Canada, I don't want the local currency anymore. Because then you don't have to convince them. They're going to be asking you for it. Yeah. And I think you guys, I'm telling you, man, Canada's fucking crazy. The co- I was looking at your guys' housing prices up there. They're up like 33% in three years or some just insane number yeah and, in a couple of the bigger cities it's it's pretty high yeah i mean people are just gonna they're gonna opt out right they're just gonna go look i'm trying but the harder i try the harder it seems to get i don't feel like i'm getting anywhere uh so yeah it feels like it's gonna get ugly i don't know i feel like we're due for a recession i guess yeah or depression i think so like when they're so we're we're, in, we're increasing interest rates here as well and i mean if they keep increasing them over here we're going to run into well there's there's two possible outcomes right there's if they keep in, increasing interest rates it's going to cause a depression um people are just going to have to capitulate and over time it's going to affect everybody it's going to cascade and it's going to suck the the alternative is hyperinflation where they just keep printing money and that's even worse because afterwards there's like there's almost no hope of recovery um you're basically if there's a, pardon me you're basically like choosing to crash the plane <laughs> you know yeah yeah whereas with like with the depression you're kind of you know you're putting it in the hands of the survivors right like people who will fight for it um survival and hopefully, by the end of it, we'll we'll come out stronger, right? And we'll we'll get over it. Yeah, um, but in the past, you know, yeah. in the past, it's it's you know, we had World War Two, World War One. You know, we whenever there was like economic issues, um, and economies of entire countries capitulated, the countries preferred to go to war with another country. I think. You know, and then they're kind of desperate. It's kind of like a Hail Mary where they go and they try to get the resources from someone else. Um, yeah, I hope we don't run into that kind of situation. I really do. Right. And I really hope things get better, right? And like, I, I don't know if maybe this time it's going to be different. Maybe now that we have like a lifeboat, like Bitcoin and Litecoin, something that we, we can park our value maybe or like just another system never mind value but like something we can we can funnel our energy into as opposed to like a a nation state and their ideals like a check on power a little bit you know it's i've always said like if if the government actually was responsible with its money there really wouldn't be a whole lot of need for bitcoin you know what i'm saying like if you could just have cash and it wasn't devaluing at some insane rate, 
you know, there's gonna be no transaction fees, anything like that, right? And uh, there'd not be a lot of reason for it. I'm not spending money around the world very often. So if the ultimate result of the creation of Bitcoin is that, yeah, governments do what they're doing right now and just keep raising interest rates, forcing a recession, forcing prices to come down, uh, it'll be painful, but the alternative is, yes, cryptos go uh, to some insane price. Gold and silver go to some insane price. Fiat crashes. And the fucking 1% or 2% of people that actually tried to be responsible with their money are okay. But everybody else is just fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just mass, mass uh, poverty. I don't think that's a good result in the long term. No. And so no. They're, they're they're raising interest rates. This is what they have to do. And they whatever in the early '80s they raised them all the way to eighteen percent. Volkner, yeah. Are we prepared for that? I don't know. You know what? I mean, yeah. There's not much you can like. Just your your investment strategy changes at that point, right? Like you can't. You guys in the states, you have thirty year term mortgages which is fantastic but here in canada especially us like we got five-year term maximums like maybe 10 i think in some cases you can get but beyond that uh there's no way you can get more you, can, you can't get a 30 term mortgage so yeah everyone that's got a house now that you know bought a house in 2018 or 2019 and where interest rates were like near zero um their monthly payments are going to increase that's so, scary so as fuck. That, is the reason for that because you guys are essentially like a derivative of the U.S. dollar? Like you have to react to the U.S. dollar. I don't I know think. if that's the reason why. It makes that would make sense actually, um, to keep us more in lockstep with with you guys. Right. I guess it's possible. We're such thought, a small country. <laughs> like I imagine the central bank of. Canada probably holds a lot of like U.S. treasuries. You know, I I guess they don't hold any gold. Like they sold all their gold, so they must be holding much U.S. treasuries. I don't know what they're holding actually, but <laughs> fucking nothing. <laughs> Everyone's looking at Tether, like what's it? What's in your what's in your wallet, Tether? And <laughs> all the central banks have like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus, dude! It's probably more fucked than we can imagine. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't know, man. You'd be like, oh my God, this is way worse than I thought it was. Oh, shit. That's funny. We'll see what happens. Like, you know, the whole COVID thing too doesn't help with the real estate market. Like, all these markets are fucked, right? So, <laughs> like, yeah, where do you go, right? Like, the housing market's now in turmoil. Like, everyone's kind of unsure where to go if like the floor is going to drop out from under them the commercial real estate market the same thing a bunch of these you know loans are being you know the the leases are being renewed and yeah i mean or not there was a guy about my housing he said he's like the weird thing is he goes interest rates went up and uh there's no sellers which is usually good because that means there's no inventory but there's also no buyers. So you just completely locked up the housing market. There's nowhere to go. And I No, that's it. That's where we're headed. 
I wouldn't doubt as much as people want to sit here and go, they get all bent out of shape. I wouldn't doubt if we sit here and just keep marching a quarter to a half point at a time for the next three or four years. No, we, well, and that's the thing. Like, I think we got our backs up against the wall. And if there is another crisis, another, you know, uh, black swan event, another COVID, for example, that stresses the market. I think it's, we're going to see, we're going to see a crash. I think it's going to be pretty acute this time. I, I don't know. I mean, think about yeah. it. Like if, if we're already like leveraged to the tits and now like we've got like a, a war, like a hot war between like, you know, North America and Canada and the U S <laughs> no, no, not yet. Canada. No, no, but like Russia, oh, right. Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan. Did you hear that? Kyrgyzstan. We do have that. Kazakhstan I mean, Aiden, I believe it was, What'd he say? He's gonna sh- they're going to shit upstream from Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> Did you get that part of Borat's... Uh... Something about that, yeah. They're just going to take dumps in the water. <laughs> he said something about... Oh, what did he say? Something about the jizzy juice or something. <laughs> oh, he makes me laugh, man. That's great. Yeah. I have him in every week. That's my plan with him. And if you can, he's 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 golden. Where is he? He's gone, eh? He left. Yeah, yeah. He said he had to go. He's busy. He's got to go. He's got to invade Kyrgyzstan. And it must be late there, too. Isn't it like five in the morning or something? Um, yeah. They say you got to. One in the morning, Kyrgyzstan. All right. The sun rises in the east. There to the west. You got to go attack at dawn. Man. I don't know. Oh, well, man, it's just been the animal and the underground show. That's where's everybody? Where's where's Chief? Somebody comes up here. Checked out. I don't know what's been going on with him. He, uh, I wanted him to do a show last week with this name. So I've got an idea. I'm gonna run, I'm gonna put this out there. For some reason, I was trying to be like a little secretive about it, but whatever it's not like i'm breaking new ground so here's here's i think needs to happen this is what i want to try to create go with me uh visualize this so i cre- i've created another account right now i'm called it space radio x and my thought is that i have a lot of people who run spaces under this account so almost like a radio station and so let's say it's so on like Wednesday, I'm the co-host as Light Queen Underground, but the host is this radio station. And then Chief runs his Friday show, whatever he wants to do for sports or gambling or whatever. That's the host, and he's the co-host and runs the show. And then slowly, I try to get new, different types of people to host shows under that umbrella so like that christy lee i was talking to her i'm like you could do a news show i like, just do it once a week i'll come on there with you do like q a whatever the idea being if we all can kind of all all the audiences of the people that run spaces for it subscribe to that main channel <clears throat> it makes that a more prominent channel and there's like cross sharing of audiences. So like if you've got 
5,000 people and there's a bunch of people with 10,000, you might pick up some new followers and vice versa. So it's like beneficial for everybody. And ideally, like, and then you can even crossbreed like the people, the other people that are on that network will come on your show and vice versa, right? Like gives you audience, it gives you contacts, interviews to do that type of thing. I had this thought with Litecoin only a long time ago, but what I've learned is nobody wants to run Litecoin spaces except for me. And uh, just today, RL Ram wrote one, Jezu Crypto. He ran one today at 7.30. But there's just not a lot of people running spaces. And I really think that, that X is going to become this major platform. And the best thing we can do is bring a lot of people under the umbrella. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. No, X is definitely making huge improvements to the app. You can see it like it. he's having more and more updates being pushed every month. I, I think you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be important uh, online tool. Um, especially when we have like the media as it is and how it's, kind of poisoning our, our society when everything's so fragmented what like that because I, I i don't want to call her christy lee like i talked to her for a little bit on the phone and i was like you know she's got like video she does for this network and they're on like they're on rumble and i mean what the fuck else there's a bunch of these different ones odyssey there's like the amp network right yeah but they the, but they publish their video on like five different video networks right there's like all these different platforms and it like how do you find people you know it's it's hard to like get your get your voice in front of more people that's the name of the game right you can't fragment yourself into a thousand pieces the best thing is like how do i make myself a part of something a little larger because that's that's how you get exposure I mean, honestly, like, yeah, like, the platform is important, right? I think it's easier to do it, for example, like on YouTube than it would be on Rumble. I think there's just a larger audience. Um, but that, but you got to deal with YouTube's bullshit. That's, yes. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how to how to get around that. I don't. But like, but but space, you know, spaces offers is pretty uncensored. Like, th- this is a very uncensored space. I can play music. I can play copyrighted music. I don't get like, you know, not yet. Who knows if that'll change? Uh, I can say anything I want. There's almost no, there's no like unforgivable sin, particularly in an unrecorded space. Yeah. And so during COVID could, you know, we could sit here and talk about the vaccines and whatever. We didn't have to like qualify it or threatened to be deplatformed by Twitter in any way. And that was before uh Elon, right? Even then. And I and I also think like news when I sit on her show, I'm like, I don't know, it just it just feels so fucking old school to just read a news article. You know? Not not like how you just did it, but like you want to have some context to it, have a little discussion about it. Uh and not and have broad ranges of uh opinions about it like i love that the fact people can come up and like big chief he, always, he wants to come up and talk about his stuff going on with native american case against the state like wh- where is he gonna get that platform fucking anywhere and actually get an audience 
but he can go into a bunch of different spaces, say his thing. And if it connects with people, he'll, he'll get somewhere with it. Like that's, that's pretty wild. And, and it's a worldwide platform. So like I was um, uh, that Aaron Diaz Chavez, which if you don't follow Aaron Diaz Chavez, he hasn't been in here in a long time, but he's a great Litecoiner in Mexico. Although I think he's becoming a Monero guy as well. Maybe more Monero than Litecoin, but uh, but whatever. He runs a great show, and I was like, dude. And I told him, I said, well, it'd be awesome to have like a, a Spanish-speaking show doing a regular spaces. And there's no reason there couldn't be 24 hours a day. So you just have to manage this. The hard part I can't get over is that you have to give permission of the account to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to. Hence, hence the second account, yeah. Yeah, and I was I was okay with that, and then I realized like they can also see like all the DMs on this account and everything. And not that I have any crazy DMs, but I was like, you know, that's a little too much. Yeah, so yeah. I create a clean account that's like purely for your part of it, your spaces. If you post anything that's out of bounds, you're gone, right? But it's just not appealing because I have no followers yet. So I don't know. You like the name Space Radio? Space Radio X? Does that sound cool? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> It's not, not bad. Sure. It's very, very, very nineties uh, almost. Space radio. I had. I was gonna do like Radio One, like X Radio One. I thought about. I was really excited because I looked up the handle Twitter Radio and it wasn't taken, and I was like, "That can't be possible. How is it? How is Twitter Radio not taken?" But you're not allowed to put Twitter in your name. Oh, so that's why it wasn't taken. <laughs> Okay, so it's space space radio X, right? Well, t- right now it is. I have I've got the first follower was Indigo, and then uh, oh, he left. Cloud Light was the second follower I had. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great idea because you know what? Like a lot of times, I used to listen to this. Was a whale pool? They had a, a team speak channel, and they just go in there, and it was just a chat room where people would show up and just vent about whatever nonsense they had going on the day or the markets had. And it was constant, right? So it was great because at some point, you know, you'd be just minding your own business at work. And then you notice you get an alert on your phone. You're like, oh shit, Bitcoin's up or Bitcoin's down. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you're like, okay, it just dropped like 10%. You're checking Reddit and there's nothing there. You're checking, you know, Twitter. And it's like just tons of people just freaking out. You get on this, uh, this TeamSpeak channel and there's like, a pro there who's like, oh yeah, we got just got this. There's news, <laughs> like this is it, and they sect it for you, which is great because at the time, you know, you could be like cleaning your house, doing the dishes, and you don't have to worry about looking at the news all the time. I know. I got, um, my, I got a buddy who calls me. He'll always call me like, you know, that guy who. So the guy who had the rich men in Richmond or whatever that song that got popular, viral, like, yes, overnight, and uh. My buddy called me like two days later. He's like, hey, man, have you heard this song, Richmond, Rich Man and Richmond? It's pretty cool. And I'm like, dude, that's like old news on Twitter. It was like three days ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it literally, you get it so instant here. And even more so. So, and that would be the other part of it is I want to get people who actually can conduct a good spaces, not just anybody and everybody. And ideally, hopefully you could actually find a way to monetize it and get get them some spread the love you know what i mean 
And that's that's a great thing about having a channel and sharing the channel essentially between different creators or different uh, speakers. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's if you have a running twenty four seven, and it's good, people that are that are up here talking have interesting stuff to say. Or you'd have a schedule. You'd have a schedule, so it'd be like, hey, whatever, so and so's gonna be on from this time to this time, and and ideally. Yeah. If- administrator i could try to funnel it towards litecoiners when possible and what's fun with that is that you could have people all over the world right so you could have like people you could have it fall the sun so that there's always someone fresh up there talking even early in the morning in north america have someone in europe starting it up that could be cool i don't know it's a long ways off it's brain it's one of those you know what I'm talking about when you get something in your head and you're like, you start turning it around like way too much. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking about for the last few days. But so could you could you just leave that channel running and then a couple of co-hosts jump up or people with like co-host uh, permission jump up whenever? Yeah, but I don't want to. Well, so uh, Arno, you know who Arno is? The Dogecoiner? Yeah, of course. He has a thing he does called Lazy Cocoon. And he does that. I don't know how he does that. That's him. Okay. He has a phone running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And anybody can come in and anybody can speak as long as you're a follower. Or like, I think, yeah, I don't know how he does it. I should probably talk to him about it. That really wasn't my idea. My idea was more like um, you would have scheduled shows. So like, let's say this one was part of it. I would go whatever, from 9 to midnight is like Coin Underground, and then at midnight, somebody else takes over. Maybe it's like Coin After Dark. Maybe it's, like you just said, maybe it's some guy in Australia who's going to talk about, fuck, I don't know. He's he's a, he's a gold and silver guy. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing that doesn't necessarily need to be. Everything has to be about one specific topic. It's just interesting spaces. With... With good spaces hosts. Like, I, I was in a... You guys go to... You no, know, MC Doge has another guy I follow a little bit. He runs a good space, you know? He's got a good group of people. He knows how to conduct the space. He's not, like, boring. He's not vulgar. Or at least not excessively vulgar, you know? And right. I, I can sit in there and listen, and it's like... It's a good it's a good show, right? And it's hard to find... Like, you own so many spaces that are just... I don't know, man. Boring as fuck. I'm amazed how I, people can listen to like, oh my God, talking about like world markets. Like at some point in time, I just get exhausted of it. I don't know. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, a, a lot of spaces out there. The ones I listen to are pretty good. Most of them are, are big spaces. So, you know, these are definitely like the smaller spaces, that that I that I listen to with with you guys like I mean Litecoin Underground space like how many are we here? We're like twelve. Not enough. Uh, not hey, enough. But, wait, uh, I got a mini announcement for you guys. Uh, Friday, I believe. I'm, I'm at ninety five percent sure. I'm gonna host uh, Litecoin Foundation Spaces, and I'm pushing them. I think we'll do these monthly. 
It'll be the first Friday of every month. It's going to be at like 6 p.m. Eastern. So you can be there. Great. If you can't, that's cool. But and we might move them around. We might bounce them around to like noon and early in the morning to pick up some other parts of the world once in a while. But uh, just basic kind of what we were doing tonight. Just some news, some statistics, probably on chain stats, uh, updates from the foundation, Q&A. But uh, trying to push the spaces, man. Yeah, that's awesome, actually. We're going to have Charlie up here. Well, it'll be on their channel. I'm just going to, they'll be the host. I'll be the co-host. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, which makes a lot more sense, right? It'll bring a lot of fresh blood in. I don't know. Charlie might be there. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Either way, like, I mean. Well, you can come yeah, up, up and talk. Right. I, I would love to. Thank you. Um, so you're like me, like spaces for me, when I sit in a room of like a thousand people, I don't like getting up there. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like that, that's their show. I want to let them run the show. They got a thousand people. They're clearly doing something right. I like the ones where I can get up and actually say something, but that's my personality, right? Uh, a lot of people do like to just listen, which surprises me. I'm surprised every week people come in here and, and just turn it on and listen. That's what I do most of the time. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's great to have the Litecoin Foundation and that initiative. I mean, because they have a huge following, right? Charlie, when he um, when he starts the spaces, or there was a the was it the um, Coin Market Cap space uh, this week? He did it. Um, it was like a couple thousand people watching, right? Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I kept having to like re-log in. The audio kept dropping out on me. Yeah, I had the same issue. And eventually, it's it's stabilized. But at some points, yeah, I think there's just a, they they got bombarded with traffic, so potentially um, they couldn't handle the load. So station right now, and I run. I think they run Litecoin dot whatever, just the Litecoin tag at Litecoin and Litecoin Foundation. Um. Hey, here's a way for the foundation to get some money: is to monetize the the handle. You know what I mean? To get subscribers, people will. But what does that take? So they're verified, right? Like they pay for the check mark, and that. What else do they need? Well, they got to. I mean, they probably have to. Maybe it might be in the works. I don't know. I was trying to ask Dave to come here, but um, yeah, finding a way to take that handle and do something with it. Like, what an asset you have! You have you're reaching two hundred thousand people a month, or out of the foundation, and a million people from at Litecoin. Like companies, yeah, I get it. I mean, like <laughs> they they've got to be careful not to shill too much. I like what, that's the thing about Litecoin, right? Like you don't, it's just, it's a it's a Frankenstein beast of its own. Like it's it's gonna keep doing its thing, and it doesn't need anyone to cheer, to be a cheerleader for it. But you know, in fact, like, like the space. less you cheerlead for it, like, and the more success it has on its own, the better, I think. Okay, like tonight, right? We did spaces. I think it was probably, if anything, we probably said some negative things about Litecoin. But if you had, and this is what I kept saying the foundation, like if you have, if you build like a little culture in there, right, of people can come in and they get a good feeling about Litecoin, you can grow that following. Like you're not shilling it; you're just building a little bit of a culture, and you can and you can use the monetization for their posts uh, to help contribute 
to the to the development and to the adoption and all that stuff like that's it's a win-win for everybody right i and you know what like i initially came in here to to learn right to 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 hear you guys talk and to learn about the different things of you know even the news right like to get to get a sense of the, the daily markets um i'm here to learn people well and, and that's the thing like you guys have i don't know where indigo is but normally this guy comes in here and masters well with like tons of knowledge and eventually these this this the space moves so quickly right there's news like every minute like it's and it's hard to keep up with it like i've i work you know full time so i i don't have time to look at it nonstop although i i do keep a close eye on it i miss a lot of stuff um and there's a lot of people in here with insights or maybe more time that are able to get like the details that i might have missed right and share them um I think that's super valuable that being able to leverage like the strength of, of the community um, is, is a valuable here. People, asset. people have been exposed to the bullshit their whole lives, right? They know when they're being bullshitted, at least anybody with any sense. Right. So, you know, when you go on like YouTube and someone's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta weigh a system. You can make X amount of money being in real estate. All you gotta do, you're just like, okay, this guy's full. You know it. You've been around long enough. This guy's got some sort of fucking scam bullshit. He's gonna ask me to pay fifty nine ninety nine a month or something, right, to get access to his system. And so, just just being like down to earth, genuine people resonates, and they and a lot of people will go, okay, I can trust this, right. They're not trying to bullshit me. They're not trying to give me the hard sell. And that's where I feel comfortable. That's most people, man. Like 90% of people are just, they go to work and they just, they're not looking for anything fabulous. They just want yeah. like a normal fucking life. No, but, it, and it's when, it's when their, their bottom line gets attacked. When inflation hits a little bit too hard or taxes go up a little bit too much. I mean, that they, that they start to give a shit, right? Like, then yeah, I, for sure I get that, and I think it's easier to 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 integrate people right when they're in the right mind space. Um, and I I think there's going to be more people, more and more people that do understand or that do come to certain conclusions, and then look for communities like ours. I think it's just a matter of time. I I'm pretty pessimistic about the world in general at this point. Um, I'm just glad that there is there is a, a hedge against it all, right? I'm glad that Bitcoin and Litecoin exist, you know, and that um, these systems do exist because the current the current um, was it guard they they don't I don't know if they're up to the task. I, I feel like they're they're being distracted by by their enemies and they're falling apart. Like I feel like. I feel like I'm I'm witnessing entropy like in real time every day like progressively like in increments things getting a little bit worse and worse. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know uh, I like that uh, when you talk about leaders like Vivek is a guy that's very he's willing to say some things that might be kind of semi uncomfortable or semi against the grain. Uh, yeah, even even he hasn't addressed the money system. I feel like Vivek is would say anything 
to get what he wants. Did you oh, did you see this? This is one of the weirdest things. So in two in the two thousand four election, right? It was two thousand three was when this happened. You had George Bush was running for re-election, and there were a bunch of Democratic candidates going on MSNBC for like town halls. And Pete, you know who Pete Buttigieg is? Yeah. And for president. So he one week. He's on there asking a question as a college student of, uh, I forget who it was, one of the Democratic candidates, somebody, maybe Dick Gephardt or something like that. And then uh, like a couple weeks later, Vivek is up there asking a question as a college student. And you're like, what? What are the odds these two guys get an opportunity to ask a question and they both end up running for president like 20 years later? You know, Maybe yeah, it's wild. Is the fix the fix is in right? The fix is in. Oh, I don't know, man. I f- I feel like yeah, it's it's kind of it's because it's so decentralized, right? All the states and all the different. I feel like it's just such a huge, like a huge rat's nest of of a mess to fix. It used to be decentralized. It's not anymore. Almost all almost all states are pretty beholden to the federal government, like. So, like, for instance, you can't really run your school system anymore without federal assistance. And, you know, like, I remember a big thing was when they changed the drinking age to 21. Some of the states didn't want to change. They were like, no, we're going to stay at 18. And the federal government was like, well, we're if you don't go to 21, we'll pull your federal funding for highways or something like that. Whatever, however many hundreds of millions of dollars. So pretty much forced all the states to comply with whatever the federal edict is. So they're all, they're again, everybody's in debt. Even all the states are in debt. They have no choice but to comply with the person who distributes the money. There's probably some states, like New Hampshire's a pretty wild state. They might get to the point where they're like, they're sovereign enough, like they don't need the money of the federal government that they could try to not go their own way in the sense that like secede, but go their own ways and like start rejecting the federal programs. So they're the most libertarian state, right? Is that, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Wyoming's Wyoming's pretty libertarian. Um, well, outside of that, I don't know off the top of my head. It's crazy. It was always that way. It was always like that, right? Like that live for your die mentality. What's funny is like Vermont is next door to New Hampshire and Vermont's like the most liberal state mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both have the same. Yeah. They're right up by you. Go yeah. Those are the, the states I visited the most actually <laughs> just driving down to, to New York. Like they're, they're on the way. I've never been there. I've heard Vermont is just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a lot like, like Quebec. Um, you know, Southern Canada. A lot of the same type of trees. Oh, you know what I was going to play today is the first song that I forgot was Blue Moon. There's supposed to be a Blue Moon tonight. <laughs> Man, it's been the it's been just you and me. I got I feel like we got to bring people up. We're either so uh, compelling, no one wants to ruin it, or we're so boring, we've put everybody to sleep. 
I like the first one for better, personally. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 think this, I think that went went well. This attempted at a, at a change, you know. Oh, I did. Oh, you know what? There's, try. there's. Yeah, go ahead. I want to try trivia. So I thought about this today. I think we could give everybody right. So I can come onto the soundboard and I can do, I can do this. I could do this. Do this. So we could assign three different people, three different sounds. And then you ask a question and whoever buzzes in first, you should be able to identify who it is, like which sound comes out first. We should be able to do like a trivia show. I would like to dry run that, but I need somebody to come up here. I love you, Animal, but it's been an hour and a half, bro. Yeah, I'm going to take it personally. <laughs> here, actually, Al came in. I want Anybody, come up. I need three people to come up. I'll give away, I don't know. I'll give you, uh, what are we at? Oh, yeah, I'll give you a quarter of a like <laughs> to the winner. I'm going to come up with some trivia questions. We'll go, uh, uh, Master cannot be included. You can come up here, Master, but you're way too knowledgeable about Litecoin to be included. Uh, Ten questions. Winner gets a quarter of a Litecoin. But I need three people. Well, uh, Shan, I guess you can come up. Nobody, dude, what is going on? Is everybody on desktop? <laughs> oh well, can't come up. Yeah, can I? Uh, can I talk about uh, the uh, the bounty program? There's uh, there's another bounty for. Up, um... oh, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, I'm just sleeping. That sounds like it. Well, I'm trying to sleep, but you guys are keeping me up. I, get, I, I remember Alan Austin told me once, he said, like, he goes, I listen to your stuff. I feel like I could just fall asleep listening to it. I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. No, you and uh, Animal have good radio voices. So Yeah. Yeah, you're good, Animal. You know yeah. that? Wow, thank you. I'm just glad I'm glad I can help. uh, (laughs) That hurricane pushed a bunch of wind towards us, and I don't know, it just gave us like pressure headaches, dude. But but I feel better right now. But you went, did you, you went down there at, didn't you build after the hurricane? Or are you, no, you moved in at hurricane right after you got there, right? Dude, it was crazy. Yeah. We, we moved here uh, last year, and that hurricane hit, Hurricane Ian hit us in September. Dude, the, the eye of the storm went over our house. Like, we literally hit, I think it was a Cat 4 or Cat 5. It was dumb. We were here, what, two months? And we already had a hurricane? And we literally lit, we moved to where the center of the hurricane went. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. How, I mean, oh. how do you guys deal with that? Like, were you okay? Did you get affected uh, by it? Well, dude, it, devastation for people who live near the beach like it's devastation like it's still devastated today like it's 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 actually honestly really sad um some of those areas just got hit today a little bit like so they saw some storm surge but our house was like uh it was like a newer home maybe a year or two old and everyone just installs these metal metal shutters so you're just in your house it's pitch black and you just ride it out 
and you know we were fine but but the people who weren't are the ones who if they did stay in those areas where there was a storm because the storm surge was like 12 feet and florida's flat so it it's crazy don't they, they there's a lot of uh, or i don't know if there are a lot of but they have these like dome houses i don't know like they're kind of hurricane proof homes yeah. they have a domes yeah probably is that like a, a, a popular thing or I it's mean, not popular. No, that's not popular. Oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, fuck, I don't man. really like, know what would be popular. It's honestly, it's like you you just risk building because what damages your home is is the is the storm surge. It's it's not well actually, you know, there 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 are new building techniques where you can seal your home up. I've seen those recently. Uh, where the water will actually go around your home, even if it's like 12 feet, but you have to install like all those special. You can imagine how hard it would be to seal your home up structurally to yeah. resist that much water flow. But you know, the windows and stuff, you know, those can all be designed for 150 mile an hour winds, no problem, but they're expensive. Yeah, it's a lot easier just to put up some plywood, right? And... Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. It it really is. And the thing that's changing over here is like the insurance premiums are just keep going up and nobody really wants to insure people in Florida for a low cost, right? Because of the damage that everyone's been seeing. So, you know, maybe there's some strategy where like the insurance companies start getting some percentage uh, into, you know, assets like Bitcoin and Litecoin. Uh, I think there are some insurance companies that are doing that, but that's all I could think about when you see these cars getting smashed into in San Francisco. I'm thinking, I can't imagine a car company, an auto insurance company, wants to insure those cars. Like if you live oh, in a, yeah. like I'm, it ain't. Happening. Yeah, they just have to they have to increase the price. Or right? in your, like... your policy, into the code, your policy's off. Can you imagine <laughs> all the those companies that are like? Fix all the windshields and windows. <laughs> yes. Killing man. Yeah, they're crushing. Oh my gosh, dude! They're probably in on it. I saw the day this lady was like, "We went to the store for twenty minutes. They came out. Somebody rubbed shit all over their car. It's like, what is going on? It's like, a, why? Where, where did that happen? That's a fun high school prank. Like, <laughs> under the door handle. All right, need." I need one more person. I just want to test out my theory of a of a buzzer. Yeah, we sh- you should do it. It's pretty fun, actually. My so a couple hours ago, my kids were up. We were we were playing, um, and my kids are younger. And dude, they whooped me when it comes to like quiz stuff. My wife was reading off as like quiz stuff and like trivia, and it's impressive. I don't even know how my daughter's like. She'll be seven soon, and dude, I don't know where she even knows this shit. Like. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to, okay, I'm going to, I want to get the soundboard up. Okay, so the bell is an easy one. Somebody could be the bell. That's identifiable. I think the, uh, there's a cow, which would be funny. Isn't there a cow that you can get? Yes. Where the f- is it? I don't see it. It's black and white. Right all over? Right by the phone. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right, perfect, perfect. I'll read the chicken. New Litecoin, by the way. Yeah, but wait, you need an iPhone to play this game, don't you? 
I don't know. I don't know. Check at, at below, down by the at the bottom. You just need mobile. Yeah. So there could be a little, like a little magic wand. You see that animal? I don't have that. All right, I need people to come up here. Jesus, nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk. Let's start it. Let's go. So, I need three people. Oh, why well, can't animal doesn't count because he why, can't play? Why can't animal play? Oh, he, he can just talk. He can I'll just, have to, I'll, yeah, I'll have to be like uh, he can just buzz in. Animal, there you go. Animal. All right. Well, this is too easy for you. Um. Hold on a second. I gotta. I gotta. See, you're gonna know too much of this. Who knows? Let's just try it. Sounds fun. Yeah, it'll be everyone against master, basically. Yeah, let's do that. I'm coming up with these off the top of my head. <laughs> this. Well, you, you like, can do. Uh, who? Uh, this, what band does the Blue Moon play? I don't know what song that is. Or <laughs> Twitter handles. Okay. This prominent. Bitcoiner wrote a book called Understanding Litecoin. E-currency hodler. All right. Yes, Twitter handles or names are both acceptable. Uh, oh, here comes Bogwamas. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> He's the king of the sound effects. What's up, boys? Right. What's You're up? What's up? Get... <laughs> You can do the toilet. That's that's the sound. <laughs> What's the, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the toilet? No, I I, I, I can't make sounds because I'm driving. No, I got one for you. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Just... So wait, you guys all have iPhones? No. Yes. Are you, are you able not... to make the sound effects? How are you yeah. not on iPhone? How do you make? The... I I can't see it. I might. Man, am I dumb? It's transparent. Okay, so on the bottom, I don't know. Send a screen. Yeah, on the bottom, you have. Like, you gotta click the, right the wand by the by the two guys yeah. or the yeah. What people. wand? <laughs> okay, so just real quick, <laughs> down at the bottom, I have like the mic, right? You have the mic on the left hand side. Yeah. On the right hand side, I have a comment button. I have. I'll send an... you. I'll, I'll send you guys what I have. Hold on. Yeah. You probably don't have. Johnny. What's the question? You already missed it. What what prominent Bitcoiner wrote a book called Understanding Litecoin? Understanding Litecoin? Nobody. <laughs> exactly. E-currency huddler, dude. Mm-hmm. Andrew Yang. Uh, there are two Litecoin podcasts in existence. What are they called? 84 million. What was the question? 84 million <laughs> and uh, Litecoin are Underground. You, how do you know? me dude 84 million what was, else uh litecoin underground yeah i gotta get working on mine i'm gonna use oh, this. this is my plan two hours i'm gonna record this and this is the show i'm done i'm done doing them it out you know mm-hmm. all right let's see um hmm hey come with some litecoin underground trivia about me specifically Oh, dude, that'd be hard. Okay, what? This is too easy for you, Shan. What country was Charlie Lee? Ivory Coast. <laughs> All right. Even the like his kid's name or something. 
my kid's name. I hope nobody knows that. His kid's name. Charlie's kid's name? No, Master's kid's name. Oh, Master's kid's names. Yeah, yeah. I got to think about it. I was hoping I had some amateurs that would come up. You're Probably, because they have like five kids. It's, uh, it's, more difficult. it's more difficult than the one that you did. See, I was I was going to actually, one of the questions I was going to ask, you can't ask this, Shan. You can't ask. Mm-hmm. What, according to Master LTC BTC, what is the price of like 600000 <laughs> oh, wait, first five thousand, right? Hundred thousand Satoshi. No way, dude. Thirty, thirty dollars, dude. Thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, who is a on Twitter? Who is? Hmm, let me think of the way to phrase this question. Widely hated for the negative price uh, prediction. It's better here. Yeah. Widely hated? Yeah. I don't want to be mean, but the pilot. Uh, please be more specific. <laughs> I don't even remember his handle, dude, honestly. I don't know. All right. It, it could to... also be, uh, yeah, the other person, Misconfig. Mm-hmm. Oh. With the blocking machine, I, every account I open, he blocks the day I open it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. man, yeah. he he doesn't block me yet. Flying flying cryptos. Flying cryptos. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um. What? I guess these are too easy for you guys. I was hoping to have some people who didn't know Litecoin. Um, you should, you should put those on the thread. What coin besides Dogecoin? Name one coin besides Dogecoin that could be merge mined with Litecoin. Litecoin Lite. Ooh, uh, none. Litecoin Lite. I don't know the names. There's a couple, but I don't think they're really being merge mined. One that people talk about in here all the time. It's not. It? It's not merge mind. It's not Litecoin Cash. Nope, there isn't. That's a fifty-six coin. There's no Litecoin Cash. Fifty-six coin. There is a Litecoin Cash. Yes, SHA two fifty-six. There's no prominent, popular cryptocurrency that is merge mind with Litecoin besides Doge. I didn't ask. I didn't. I, where are all these qualifiers from? Well, all right. Well, you just all said right. what's what's merge mind with Litecoin. Digibyte can be merge mind. Raven. Raven. It's merge mine. What Digibyte? I don't. I don't think no. Digibyte is merge mine with Litecoin. Can you guys hear me? I do think it's yeah, yeah. Teach, teach right. me if teach me if it is because I don't think it is. I'm ninety percent sure it is. So it, it could be, yeah. That'd be cool if it was. I don't know that. I did not know that. It's either that. I could be wrong. The only way it's possible that I'm wrong is that Digibyte can merge my like Doge with Digibyte, but not Doge with. Or not Digibyte and Litecoin, but I'm pretty sure. So Digibyte, they, they use five different algorithms. So one of them is S-Script, uh, uh, but it would have to be auxiliary proof of work. I don't know if it, you know, honestly, Digibyte should do that. I don't know why they haven't. I believe they do, but it's not, it's still not profitable versus Doge. 
Well, it doesn't right. matter. So the thing is about merge mining, though, is that you could have like infinite. I don't know if it's infinite, but you could have a lot of other networks that use script as their proof of work as script. They could be merge mine because the computation, like they're just basically doing the same computation. It's the same computation and they just check it for those different networks. That's all they're doing. So you're yep. just, you're just doing it one time and then checking. So you, you create it and you're like, Oh, can I check here? Nope. Check here. Nope. But you can you check twice. You can check two chains at the same there time. That does not often come into the show anymore. Who recorded the first podcast along with Litecoin underground. Oh, who, that's uh, why Litecoin. Damn. You're good. You're good. All right. Um, okay. I got one. I'm going to do some Litecoin underground history here. Uh, a Twitter account that came into the underground for probably the first year plus. He was a Canadian. And uh, he's still out there, but just doesn't come in anymore. Let me think of a way to describe him. Uh-huh. He's surly, a surly Canadian who can quite often. I know Boglamas knows this. Boglamas, all you got to do is say your name to ring in. Yeah, do it, Boglamas. <laughs> no, I guess he's not going to do it. All right. I don't know how to describe him without getting vulgar. I know you're Fab talking about. I just can't think of his name right now. Fabio. Fabio. Fabio yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, it's been two. I can't believe it's been almost two years. Dude. Fabio's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> He's, we used to sit here. It would be like Fabio and Tux and uh, Bogomont. Like two in the morning, man. That was a good time, man. Right. That was a good time. That was, that was fun. I did have a lot of fun. Okay, hang on. Wait, people are messaging me. If you have questions you want to ask these guys, bring them up. Bring them up. Oh, wait. Hey, Animal sent me a picture. Hold on. Uh, yeah, you don't have, you don't have it. Uh... Okay. It's weird. So I need an iPhone. I guess so, yeah. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. How can you not have an iPhone? What do you mean? Because I have a better phone than an iPhone. It's a simple. I have an Android phone. <laughs> I, I I've always had an Android, man. I I don't know. I've never had an iPhone. I have an old iPhone, but All it's right. like iPhone if version you, twelve. If you switch, you're never gonna go back. That well, thing that you're using. Once you use Android, you're not gonna go back to iPhone either, right? I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I, 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 I'm pretty comfortable. Like I, I, I would maybe get one, but I wouldn't pay for one. So, shit. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't buy a new iPhone. One have a perfectly good Android. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if it's new, it's good. But you need an update, my friend. Security. Yeah, they're going to update privacy wise, uh, technology wise. Is it really that much better? Yeah. Yo, Pegasus penetrated iMessage easier than anything else. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't think so. It did, though. I mean, maybe they passion now, but who knows? Yeah. They're, always, they're always trying to 
trying to break it. That's why they're having so much. Uh... Who, so has much intended, who has intended more Litecoin underground spaces than any other Twitter account? Me. Uh. Are you are you buzzing in? Yeah, I'm buzzing in. Buzz. Well, okay. Cloud light. Real answer is me, but <laughs> no, it's it's a uh, cloud light for sure. They're running like that's a tough question. They're running That's a tough question. Anytime you go live, they just pop in this channel so they can record it. of it, I got. It. But Cloudlight is definitely extremely close. I think there was a stretch where Cloudlight stopped showing up. Yeah, they, they're they're the um, they're the all knowing, all seeing entity. Who me? No, Cloudlight is. Yeah, yeah. actually, Indigo is here too. Oh, was he no. was here for the whole time, or would you just get here from time to time? Boglamas never misses. I don't think. Have you ever missed one, Boglamas? I think a few when I was like vacation and stuff. Yeah. And, and now that I moved. Yeah, you've been late. You've been late now, man. Yeah. It's probably for the best, you know? Because I'm fucking driving three hours. Are you commuting three hours? Yeah. Damn. But, but only, only on Wednesdays, though. Oh, hey, I got a question. Well, you're driving, so you have to look. Well, check. Did you understand what I was saying earlier, how you could change your microphone? Uh-huh, yeah. To the voice of the of this of Twitter, you mean? Yeah, you can go up. You can go on the and drag from the top right corner, and it has a mic uh-huh. mode, and it'll give you vi- voice isolation. And it just gets rid of all background. Yeah, it's great. it's great. This is my advice to any. All right, all right, all right. Which Litecoiner? It's all it's all Litecoin Underground specific now. Use originally came into the spaces known as Cody No. That was their not their handle, you know, not the et. That was their username, Cody No. <laughs> Actually had a rap career as somebody known as Cody No. Dang, you all timed out. He's an yeah, old... no idea. I know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Who, me? <laughs> uh, the chicken is Shan, so who's the uh, emergency? <laughs> What the fuck was that? And Shan, you sound like the devil. Man. It's really bad. I, it's, you're ill. You're intelligible. What? I have no idea. Baglamas, go ahead. Uh, Meta. That's a fungible, that's right. I, I want an applause for this. Come on, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Hold on, hold on. All right. Yeah, good job. Uh, there are two, there were two owners of the company Hedge.io that often came into spaces. Uh, who are they? Can I say it? 
You got to ring in. Come on. <laughs> You're supposed to go Baglamas. Baglamas. Bag. Yeah, one of them is called Paul. Hey, hold on. Baglamas is answering the question. Jesus. You guys have you never been on a quiz show before? Satoshi South and uh, David. David what? Burkett or what? No, the other David. I don't the know. Creator of XRP. <laughs> what the fuck with this noise? <laughs> Shane's the guy who's the creator of XRP. The David who? The coder. Stop. Let him answer the question. Satoshi South and who? And David. That's my that's my answer. <laughs> oh, I I can't give you that. I can't give you that. So all right, I'll put it up to what, the what, other two. What's his last name? What's, what's his last name? Come I on, can't man. believe you don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's got the, he, the Mr. Bean post, memes and everything. Yeah, he, he posts about, about Bible and shit. Go, Go ahead, Master. <laughs> well, Go I don't ahead. know Paul's last name. But it's... It, but uh, yeah, you're Satoshi right. South Satoshi and South. Uh, you can oh, use okay. Twitter handle David Schwartz. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, Daddy Cool Night, Daddy Cool Ninety One or something. Yeah, either or, either or, either or works. Either or, it doesn't deserve a fucking applause. <laughs> what the fuck? I agree. I answered. I answered the right. question. I can't believe you didn't have David Schwartz. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay. 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 I don't. I. I don't remember the name. He was in here just before even. Yeah, I, try, I was trying to get him up here because I wanted to let him ask him about Friday. I think I'm. I'm. Uh, we're gonna do Friday. I think we're gonna do Friday at six o'clock. I'm trying to get him to announce it. You know, put it on a reminder and everything. But it'll be short. It'll be like an hour. All right. Let me think here. <laughs> After the last halving, right on August 2nd, how many Litecoin had been mined? Like, total? Hmm. I don't fucking know. 73,800,000? I'm sorry. Are we in fantasy (laughs) land? This is a quiz show. (laughs) Anyone else? That's it. Sounds like math. I haven't done yet. I don't know. They say you shouldn't do math in front of people. This is this is one of those times. I think uh, you said you said math in front of people. This is how you math. do it, dude. Yeah, math. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you do math. it, though. No, either or. Don't do math. Don't do math and math at the same time. No, no, no. Fuck the numbers. Seventy-three point five million. Eighty-seven and a half percent of the supply. So there are a remaining 10,500,000 coins to be mined. To be mined, you said? Yeah. There's, well, now we're down to about 10 million. Mine? Mine or mine? Mine. Yeah, mine. Oh. I was going to say mine. I, was like, I would oh, love fuck. 10 million. What are you going to do? That'd be amazing. That'd be unbelievable. All right. Um, you, you're, still, you, you're still less than Master. So. What is the first bounty Indigo offered?
the first bounty Master. the first bounty offered was to the ordinals, yeah, wasn't it? Ordinals. Oh my god. Animal, you're the worst game show contestant of all time. Why are you pressing the buzz if you don't know the answer? What the fuck? <laughs> well, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. You know what? I I think that's what it was. I really don't know. <laughs> was that right? Uh, Indigo, you gotta give me a, a 100, right? Porting, Anthony, porting, porting yeah. ordinals. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I think that's gonna, Indigo, you don't realize it, that's gonna go down as uh, legendary, man. Indigo is, is legendary. Did you guys, did you guys see uh, Binance today? They turned on uh, Bitcoin inscriptions. Oh, really? Yeah, it came out today. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't verify it, but I saw somebody posting on it. So you can now go to Binance and inscribe you know, on Bitcoin. I think inscriptions are going to be going to make a lot of chains really obsolete. Hey, like I mentioned earlier, guys. I'm cutting it off right there. The show went on for maybe another hour or so. So if you like them, go to Twitter and you can hear the whole thing. They're in my in my feed somewhere. Um, I think even Litecoin links might pull these off, the full episodes. I'm not even sure. I think he says that, but in reality, it's just my podcast. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening again. Have a good week. Uh, Hopefully be back soon. If you have ideas or things you want me to bring up during the show uh, and you can't make it, feel free to DM me on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty readily available. I'm always looking for some fun stuff to do. So, all right. Talk to you guys later.